HBO Max has reported 1.3 million downloads for Black Item with The Rock. You know, over the holidays, we got downloaded 1.3 million times as well. So I think, like, uh, that means we're like the rock of podcasting. But in all seriousness, Black Adam sucks. I was just going to say, but as our- long as we're not the Black <laughs> Adam of podcasting, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> but, but our podcast is great every single episode, so you should tune in. And then, hey, if you're out there, HBO Max, give us a call. Our show is not going to cost you millions. Actually, it might because we're going to need like a line item. We need pizza, energy drinks, energy scorpion drinks. bowls, <laughs> David's DVD collection, and some respectable sex workers because Johnny has a big appetite. So work on that budget. Give us a call, HBO Max, and then uh, we'll work out a deal. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. You know what? Before we jump into home video headlines, Jordan says she was feeling under the weather the other day, and I was like, that's perfect, because tonight she can use our ZocDoc app and find out what's going on instead of guessing. Cat scratch fever, eating too much tuna, drinking too much eggnog. (laughs) (laughs) If you go to ZocDoc.com forward slash spoiler, you can get the free app. It lets you find and book doctors that are patient-reviewed. They take your insurance. They're available when you need them, and they can solve almost every condition under the sun, including David has too much DVDs, DVD-itis, Blue-Ritis, yeah. blue Blue-Ray-itis. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. What'd you say? I said physical media-itis or PM, PMD or PMI. I don't know. That's probably like a real disease. Because <laughs> <You know>, like, <laughs> they abbreviate everything that's probably already taken, right? Anyway, yeah. um, what's going on in movies? I don't know. I'm being lazy with these headlines. It's like lazy season. We don't take a hiatus. Um, Jordan, what did you figure out? How many movies do we review a year? Well, I was ballparking. Even with the ones I've missed, I've probably yeah. done 45 episodes. That's this, a lot of reviews. A lot of movies. That's a lot of podcasts. That's, not, a, that's not considering like episodes we do doubles. So we probably, right. I mean, oh, that's how, right. We, we binge watch. Like so sometimes we crank out a series <laughs> or something. And not even um, including staff picks. So it's like, I uh, want to yeah. know how much you're actually getting in. Well, I, I actually log everything in Letterboxd. Uh, although I think this Wait, next you did, you, I didn't know you that. were still doing that because you never bring it up. And so I never like let people know that we have like a giant letterbox. Well, I mean, I haven't done anything with our list because we haven't had a discussion. <laughs> but uh, I, Wait, I are you talking want... about your personal David's letterbox? I'm talking about my talking personal about... stuff. Yeah. yeah, see, I was telling you to just like... Combine the two and do the show's letterbox. All right, so we have no idea. We have no idea which movies we watched on the show because he hasn't been letterboxing. And no, no, letterbox, no, no. by I, the way, is this every, app every single thing about I movies. Watch, so I have, I can go in my letterbox and find out everything we watched this year. That's not a problem. But so why don't you just make like a list inside of your own letterbox then? I'm gonna like, start doing that this next year. I didn't think about. <laughs> <this year. laughs> I was actually literally gonna start saying that, and you're like, well, uh, "Wait a minute, why don't you?" 
I want to. I don't do know, that. Dave. I think I might have to give that. Have Jordan make like a savage list or something. I'll get started on it. I, <laughs> I, I think I've watched almost 400 movies this year. If I've looked at my list right, between Wild. the show and, but you know, in all fairness, a lot of that is also like counting like what I have on in the background while I'm working, like old movies I've seen a million times. So, yeah, count it. I don't, know, I don't know how to transition the home video headlines, so I'm just going to jump in. Adam Driver is going to fight dinosaurs in the upcoming sci-fi action movie called 65. Um, I think it refers to 65 million years ago because he's in the future in a rocket ship, but then he gets propelled or slingshotted back in time? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Or he like just lands on a planet filled with dinosaurs? But anyway, I watched the preview. It looks pretty cool. And it's Adam Driver. So if you like Marriage Story or Kylo Ren from Star Wars. <laughs> so, then... <laughs> Marriage Story is a great movie, but that feels like the, a different audience than this type of movie. I got to run the range, David. Okay? Like, he was just a fuckboy in this show called uh, Girls on HBO for a little while. That's like how he got started. So if you want F-boy Adam Driver, go watch Girls on HBO. But if you want like the full range, Marriage Story, Dramatic Work. Kylo Ren, sci-fi, lightsaber, action, whatever. But he's he's actually felt. He's pretty much like, he's like the most well-toned Darth Vader that ever existed if you watch yeah. freaking Star lanky. Wars. What? I said a bit lanky. Bit... Like he's lengthy? You mean lanky. like he's a tall dude? Lanky yeah. is another word for skinny. Lanky. Oh, L-A-N-K-Y. <laughs> yes. Nobody uses that anymore. It's out of the well, vernacular. <laughs> he brought it back. Okay. Gen Z gets a hold of it. They're going to change the definition. They're going to say it means like a ghost, a, a dehydrated ghost. Because I don't know if they, they're like changing the definition of words, but you know what happens? The dictionaries will actually have to change the definitions of words. If too many people change the definition of a word, then like it officially changes the definition of a word. You know this, right? I feel like every generation does that, though. I mean, think about the word cool. I mean, that was that meant something totally different before somebody said, hey, that's cool. Speaking of cool dudes, John Cena and Jason Momoa. Momoa? Momoa. Momosa? Yeah, Jason Samosa. Jason Samo- uh... Samoan. <laughs> what, are those sandwiches, what are those sandwiches you make with marshmallows, chocolate, and uh, graham crackers? That's a Samoa. You're talking about the no. cookie like you can get from no. Girl Scouts? S'mores. S'mores. Jason oh, S'mores. Yeah. Jason Smorsha. They're going to star in an action comedy called Killer Vacation, which is fine. I mean, I guess they're banking on if you put the word vacation and John Cena in the movie about the vacation, they'll do well. Hmm. They had him as one of the stepdaddies in uh, Daddy's Home Part 2. Yeah. Was it? No. David, don't act like you haven't seen Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home Part 2. I haven't seen Part 2. I did see one, and I don't remember him. All right, somebody go to his letterbox. Find out if Daddy's Home 1 and 2 are on his letterbox list. Somebody figure that out. Get back to me. He shows up at the end of the first, doesn't he? Uh, Yeah, he's the stepdaddy, stepdaddy at the end of the first one, and then they bring his character back in Part 2. Yeah. And also they have the daddies of the daddy and the stepdad's daddy are also in Part 2. John Lithgow, Mel Gibson. Sounds like an inception of stepdaddy movies. There's there's several daddy levels here. And then the stepmommies come in at the very end. Uh, Like the moms of the moms. Or like, yeah, it's... Yeah, anyway. Layers. Uh, You know, you're going to miss your chance to watch Shrek the Musical and I Love You Man because they're going to leave Netflix in like two days. 
Oh, no. And like I said, I ran out of headlines. The year's over. There's no more home video headlines. There's nothing. That's all right. So Folks, I didn't even, I didn't even bother. Over. I was just like, what's leaving Netflix? Click, question mark, Shrek the musical, out the door. And it's actually creepy. Have you seen the way Shrek looks in the musical? It's I've almost seen the preview, but uh, it's almost as creepy as the way things look in this, I don't know, uh shattered acid trip dark version of Oz. In Return to Oz, that's tonight's movie. Dorothy escapes back to Oz, only discovers under the spell of a head-stealing witch named Mombi and the Gnome King, who has pretty much turned everything in Oz to stone, including the lion, the scarecrow, the tin man. So she's going to go on a quest with some new misfits that she finds, like Jack Pumpkinhead and TikTok and Gump to save all of Oz. Now, I would love to see what David has come up with for the fact sheet on this, because one, Wizard of Oz is my favorite movie. Two, I love the Oz books. Uh, David's got his work cut out for him because there's like 25 Oz books, 19 of which are written by the original author. Oh my God. Uh, I texted him the book, the names of the books that this movie is based on. We'll see if he includes that in his list. I don't know. Coming at me already. I haven't even said a word yet. He's like, I haven't you because you don't even share the list anymore. So about six months ago, David stopped sharing the list with me and Jordan, so we couldn't tease him as hard. And so now it's like he's coming at us secretly. So there's no way to fight back. And actually, I think it was during the 13th Warrior episode where he got really like he brought his claws out to be so dangerous. Was that was that episode? I, I think I declared him like, dude, if if you know <laughs> you tear down, you're already tearing apart my facts before I've even oh. said anything. Hey, Jordan, what do you call a male cat fight? Right? Like cat fight's a phrase that is about like two ladies in the office fighting. Like, what do you call two male podcasters that are just fighting over nonsense while you sit there quietly and listen to the banter? Like, we need to come up with a phrase. We have to come up with a phrase. I love how it's just highlighted in the notes. Mm. They better be dangerous now. They better be dangerous. You're right. Every week it's in the notes that says they better be dangerous. I don't know. Maybe it's a bear brawl. (laughs) Okay. That's something else, David, which you can buy on OnlyFans. That's a whole different discussion. It's a whole category. Whole different thing for $4.99. Uh, all right, so let's see. Let's see. So we have exclusive content now on the podcast. If you'd like to buy it, it's <laughs> me and Dave are wrestling and cream corn, all kinds yeah. of things. You can suggest what we're wrestling the next week. Oh, oh, there's God. just a there's just but they would pay for that, <laughs> David. They would. I'm gonna I'm gonna call our sponsors and be like, hey, you guys are talking about premium subs. Let's add a new category: the wrestling for four ninety nine. Oh, see, when he said premium subs, I just imagine like, all right, I'm gonna, I want to watch you eat a meatball sub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I'm writing this down. I'm writing this down. Watch Dave eat a sub for $4.99. They can have, we can make this happen. This is not, we have the technology for this. Dave just gets a sandwich. They pay $4.99. They watch you eat it. We can do this. And I just have our logo in the corner. If you like the man eating sandwich, go listen to his podcast. Oh, this man. could work. Uh, all right. So here's some dangerous facts. Um, this movie was not in originally. About how much is it about tonight's movie? About the movie. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll come I just up wanted with to check. Sub facts, I guess. Um, this was originally not intended to be a direct sequel to the 1939 movie, but was uh, originally just to be intended as uh, adaptations of Marvelous mm. Land of Oz and Ozma of our Oz. However, uh, apparently somebody at Disney wanted to get those ruby slippers in there, so royalties were paid to the original movie, so that's what technically connects the two movies. 
Wait, somebody at Disney fought their way to get the ruby slippers put in the movie? So or somebody. I, I couldn't track down movie exactly cash? who, but somebody yeah. decided ruby slippers need to be in that movie, so that's what connects the two movies. Hot damn. Um, in fact, this, uh, for a while, held the Guinness World Record as the longest gap between sequels with 46 years, uh, which was later beat by Bambi 2 with 64 years between those two movies. Um this was actually the only movie directed by legendary editor Walter Murch. He directed, mm. or excuse me, edited things such as Godfather, Apocalypse Now, and even Ghost. Um, in fact, Disney had such little faith in Murch that they fired him a week into production because of budget concerns. Um, his buddies Spielberg, Coppola, and George Lucas all stepped up to Disney and said, backed him up and saying, hey, uh, in fact, George Lucas even offered to take over directing duties if he fell behind or over budget. Um, and this was the very first movie to use the Disney castle blue logo that we've all known for years. I didn't even know that until look at it. So that's, this is the first movie you saw that on. There's some dangerous facts. Walter Murch is the man. He wrote like one of the best books on editing, like period. In the blink so moment. it's great that you did this movie and thanks for bringing them up. I, now I, now Dave, I'm not going to issue like an apology. <laughs> I'm just going to say like. Good job, God! It's like oh crap! I forgot there is one other important fact I wanted to throw in there, but I oh wait, he screwed up. He forgot something. Here's an additional fact. Um, Uh. So talking about legendary uh, artists uh, in a different realm, um, the guy uh, Will Vinton did the claymation in this movie. So all the rock creatures uh, or uh, gnome, uh, the gnome king, uh, Will Vinton did that, and he's the guy that created the California Raisins. So. Hmm. For for those California raisins enthusiasts. <laughs> well, the the faces on the rocks are scary as hell, and the yeah. animation looks pretty awesome. So they did a good job. And we'll be right back after these messages. I know, I know, I know. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms, like why are those red spots dancing up my leg? Do I got cat scratch fever? What's going on? And then you stumble down that rabbit hole on TikTok. Full of questionable advice from the so-called experts with usernames like SparkleBobby777. Well, ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals specialized in the care you need and deliver the type of experience that you actually want. Instead of chasing unicorns all over social media for the answers. Unless, of course, your condition is called chasing unicorns, ZocDoc can probably help you. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, Take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. When you're not feeling your best, and you're just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all your energy. That's where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. Book an appointment with just a few taps of the app, and you can start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com spoiler and download the ZocDoc app for free then find and book a top rated doctor today many are available within only 24 hours that's z-o-c-d-o-c dot com z-o-c-d-o-c dot com slash spoiler ZocDoc dot com slash spoiler yeah Johnny Spoiler's gonna hook you up binge watch podcast we're gonna hook you up get ZocDoc today find out what's going on And now back to the podcast already in progress with our favorite bits. 
from freaking Return to Oz, we're going to kick it off with uh, fan favorite Jordan Savage. Yes. Uh, I mean, bringing up those red slippers again, I thought it was really mm. hilarious when the uh, Gnome King would wear them. Um, <laughs> 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 Just, you know, he's like really scary. And he's then trying to seize sudden, all the power in Oz. And he's like so, flashing his little ruby slippers yeah. at Dorothy. He needs all the magical relics, <laughs> including the ruby slippers, you know? Uh, yeah, but not my favorite scene. Um, one of my favorites is when Dorothy meets Mombi in the, the long haul with all of the faces. I thought that was super creepy how yeah. Mombi, you know, could take her head off and essentially put on whatever face that she wanted to wear. And like all her victims, like she yeah. collects all the heads. And it was, yeah, very scary. And uh, I would probably say that would be one of my favorite ones out of them all. What about you, Dave? Uh, man, this was, I mean, the whole movie is like just full of bits. <laughs> but um, I will say um, just that opening, uh, or not the exact opening, but uh, just her going to a mental asylum. Like, this is where this movie gets dark. I mean, the, the, you forget. Yeah, I think Oz is a hallucination, and right. she needs, like, severe mental help. And, of course, turn of the century, 1880s, 1900s medical help. It's like, let's just electrocute her. Yeah. So just the thought that they're going to take this 10-year-old, 9-year-old, whatever girl, and uh, do electroshock therapy, especially back in the old days when it was just like, uh, eh, well. Here, here's a machine. It looks like a face. We're going to plug it up to you. Um, but uh, just, uh, I know we mentioned the claymation earlier, but just anything to do with the, the Gnome King or the rock formations. I mean, just the, I mean, I could, I could point to a million things in this movie that are creepy, but something about that claymation on uh, the rock, the rock creatures, as well as the Gnome King. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's, it, they don't do they don't take the time with that anymore. Like there's something like everything has to be CG. I'm not gonna get on that high horse and say, oh, anything but CGI is better, but I don't know. It just has a texture and it look a feeling to it that just it's extra creepy. Uh, uh, you know, especially if they form hands and you know, different things. Yeah, the wheelers were terrifying too. They mm. just freaked me out. But how cool it would be to like be on stilts with wheels would be right. like really, really interesting. But yeah. Yeah, the wheelers are great too. I mean, I, I kind of didn't say that because I figured somebody's gonna have to mention that, but they they are super creepy. Kind of gave a little like nod to the creepy monkeys in the original Wizard of Oz. Like I felt like their costumes like kind of resembled a little bit, but yeah. that might have might have just been a personal thing. But yeah, I don't know. What about you, John? Yeah, uh, she mentioned the flying monkeys from the original, so I guess like I should bring up like in the books. Like, uh, the monkeys are, like, blackmailed or, like, they're, is they're, like, enslaved by the witch or whatever? Because, like, there's a flying golden monkey who's, like, the king of the monkeys. There's this whole expanded story with all the monkeys in the books. Um, but, yeah, the wheelers in this movie are kind of, like, in place of the, the fl- all the flying monkeys being the baddies. But um, I guess this, to go back to uh, Mombi's deal and, like, Jordan's favorite bit, it's kind of, like, my favorite bit, too, like, Mommy's obsession with the collection of heads and collecting more heads and willing to raise Dorothy in a tower for years until the head is ripe. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, like that's, that's incredible. And like, it, she's a really like, she's the scariest villain to me. Like, like the like eccentricity or how like weird the Gnome King is is really funny. And like, yeah, the wearing the Ruby slippers, like, you know, you get, get like a little, little bit of like his personality is cool. But um, also TikTok of Oz, 
the wind up soldier is like he's my favorite character in the Oz books besides the cowardly lion. So it's cool to see him in a movie. And obviously, I've read at least nine of the books. Um, if they were going to adapt more stories, they should adapt Patchwork Girl of Oz. That's really good. Ozma has her own story. It's kind of good. There's like another character that's like as good as Dorothy. His name is Peter. He comes much later. He's like a little boy. Uh, I think he's a boy. Um, I don't remember what his origin is, but too many characters. But also, obviously, um, Frank Albaum, he doesn't write all of them. Somebody takes over. I think it's like John Ar- Neal or something. Anyway, there's been like three or four different writers like after the original author of the story like to keep the books going. But this movie is like inspired by the original artwork. Like the way the Tin Man looks in this movie is how he's supposed to look. The way the Scarecrow looks is how he's supposed to look. Like they're very accurate. Um, even the idea that the yellow brick road instead of gold bricks is just regular yellow bricks is even better, you know? So um, I can easily rate this movie, and that's where we're at. We usually say binge now, binge later, or binge never. We'll go back to our regular rotation, and Jordan's up. It's a binge later for me. It definitely grew on me, like as I've been able to chew on it. Not expected, but not expected. I did not expect that. I don't know. It did kind of give me a little bit of a throwback, though, to some of Mm. that like old, older, just strange kind of vibe. I think there was a show on Disney that was called like Adventures in Wonderland, and it kind of had the same. Mm kind of feel and I I th- that's like thinking about a fever dream like I've never gone mm. back to watch the episodes but I remember them as a really young girl and so it kind of brought up some of that feeling but yeah a binge later what about you Dave I think I remember that show too and I would agree with you that like Disney did have a weird uh thing where like let's just do tv shows based on our cartoons but they're just gonna be weird puppets uh, like Dumbo Circus. But anyways, I, I'm getting off topic. Uh, binge now for me. Um, this is honestly like we complain nowadays that we, we take everything and make it dark. I mean, this is kind of ahead of its time in that it took like one of the most lighthearted, you know, great uh, family movies of all time and decided like, ah, we're going to go the dark route. Now, I haven't read the book, so John, only John can really say whether how close they are, but. Uh, this is a far cry from the, the 30s movie, but um, I don't know. It's just it stands on its own. Um, binge now, John. Yeah, I, I mean, all I can say is like the books are really good. So if you like the movies and you want more, go back and like you know read the original books or whatever. Uh, I I mean, this is like my easiest rate of the whole year. Like it's a binge now for me. Like it's an easy give up. Like uh, I don't know how nice I've been to the movies this year. I think maybe I'm getting softer as we're winding down the year because I think I was more critical definitely early on or the middle of the year. And there's some movies that definitely whatever. Uh, yeah, but you stack this month with like your personal faves. Like, you know, you're did I, new... David. Well, what are you talking you about? I don't, know what you're, I don't know what you're talking about, brother. I have no idea what you're talking about. Did I do that? I don't know. To quote Urkel. Mm-hmm. Uh, also. Since it's the end of the year, I'd like to do a year in review every year. It's about that time again, folks. So a little extra on this episode, our year in review. Well, some of our favorite podcasts that we've done. And also, what are some of the favorite movies that we reviewed this year? Um, if you guys think you can crack it open without me explaining it, or I can do mine first, then we can rotate back. Like 
What do you want to do, Jordan? You want to start or do you, you want to you wait? You kick it off. You kick it oh, off. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Here it goes. My year in review. So some of my favorite episodes doing is a podcast with the jokes and with your guys' reactions. I liked Best of the Best. I liked our Pale Blood episode. I liked when we covered The Vagrant. And I liked when we did the new Hellraiser movie. Those were really fun podcasts to do. I recommend listeners, if you haven't heard those or watched them, go find them. They're available everywhere. Um, and as far as like being a movie watcher and sitting back and, and watching these movies, Dave, we don't know if some of them are my favorites and I slipped them into the playlist. We don't know that. Okay. And I'm not going to like play, I'm not going to tell you one way or the other. Um, I loved watching Lady Terminator. Still feel guilty that Jordan wasn't on that episode to oh, review man. with us live. I had it. a lot of fun watching that and doing a show about it. And it's also like a couple episodes we do, folks, will be like, if you only could convince somebody to listen to one or like, what what is like, your like golden model, like a standard show, like this one show or that one show, you know what I mean? Like some of them stand out and that was a really fun one. And then watching the vagrant, I didn't know Mel Brooks had any links to horror movies at all. And he produced it. And then um, it's Bill Paxton, right, David yeah. in the vagrant. Yeah. So like anything with Bill Paxton, there, I get the two bills mixed up. There's Paxton and pull and Pullman or Bullman or whatever his name is. Um, yeah yeah so i enjoyed watching lady terminator the vagrant and then wait until dark with audrey hepburn like that was a movie was a surprise for me i liked it and and i don't know i don't remember the ratings i think uh, i think maybe dave liked it less but um i i yeah i was the one that did not like wait until dark but i appreciated it i guess so that that's it i mean that's kind of look listen it was a great year for the podcast like there were so many movies i went back and like read through like you know the episode list to see the movies that we were covering and like we covered so much we covered so much like so much content like planet of the apes freaking ice pirates <laughs> you know what I mean? we did so many episodes like there's a lot of stuff anyway okay now jordan it's your turn and then dave they will okay. finish off the year in review vagrant definitely made my list too on like favorite episodes to do with you guys possession definitely made my top 5 um what else did I, I, I've been thinking about this actually for like a week. So mm. Hellraiser also made it, um, border. That was a movie that had stuck <laughs> with me for quite some time it that was. I was like, I had to tell people yeah. as the to, podcast or as a movie you watch as a movie one? that I watched. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, cursed was really good too. I liked that one out of a massive werewolf month. But yeah, Vagrant, I thought was one that stuck out in like podcasts that I had fun with, but also a movie that just was really fun. But of course, you know, Earth Girls Are Easy was my favorite movie of the entire year. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So it has been a good year. So many movies. I tried to make a short list and it was hard to cut some off. So yeah, it's it's hard to narrow it down for sure. Yeah. What about you, Dave? Um, so I took a slightly different approach and I just looked at the best movies of the ones we've watched this year, or at least the ones I, I rated the highest. Although having said that, I second um, Vagrant and Lady Terminator is just like fun episodes. Those movies are fun as hell. Um, but as far as like the best movies I've seen this year or like the ones I rated the highest, um, I would say I, I, I was kind of surprised when I looked over my ratings for the year. So number one was actually The Brass Teapot, which I think... 
if I remember Jordan, I don't think was quite your bag, but no, like, I loved it. I oh, loved was it? it okay. so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like, and that was early on in the year and that was actually one of the better, like small indie movies that I doesn't get a lot of discussion. So I'm kind of glad we were able to do that. And I had a chance to see it. Uh, possession was another one like that had probably was the second highest rated movie of what we covered this year. Um, just wacko. And then of course, uh, more recently we watched, uh, eat Wheaties, which is just kind of like my, my kind of comedy, just kind of very quirky, uh, just weird in the right way. Um, character comedy. So I don't know. So I guess those are my top three of the year in terms of just what I rated the highest in terms of movies. I love it. So All good ones. And then, you know, a new year's around the corner. We're going to start fresh with the brand new Binge Watchers podcast with some new exciting adventures that await us in 2023 of all years. Dave, what do you think? Banner year for movies or going to be off year for movies? Um, I don't know. We've had a pretty good 2022, so 2023 can only get better. Can only Look at that optimism here going into his New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I sure. love it. Bring it on. Didn't put it in the notes because I didn't want anybody to have an advantage over the other. Is my co-host now have to fight to the death to see who's going to be here next year? So maybe Dave wins. Maybe Jordan wins. She watched Return to Oz, so now she has she knows how to fight on wheels. She's prepared to build her own stilts with wheels to take David out. David's afraid of wheels, so you know she might edge you out of the show, David, he's by wheelie. running you over. He's wheelie scared of them. Wheelie scared. What? Well, let's play her off. <laughs> <laughs>